something real to hold on to, becoming free from illusion, leaving the matrix, merging with the divine, the divine beloved. This human condition is a story of human beings existing in a limited sort of way, with limited perception of relying solely upon the outer five senses and being deceived, existing with a severely limited ability to know the full picture, to know what is real, to find what is real. However, according to the mystics of all generations, there is another means of spiritual knowing, another way of seeing and hearing available to us. There is hope of finding light in the darkness and the music of the spheres playing beyond on the other side of silence. My name is James Bean. Welcome to Spiritual Awakening Radio. My website is spiritualawakeningradio.com. I begin with a short passage from the book of Amara Mul of Sant Dharamdas and Kabir. Part of a vast collection of scriptures studied in India by some called the Kabir Sagar, the Ocean of Kabir. In the Loka or realm of Kabir, he saw the forms of many Kabirs. But looking again, he saw that it was but one form multiplied. That sentence about multiple Kabirs reminds me somewhat of Neo in The Matrix. There was a scene where there were many Neos. The difference is The Matrix was a world of illusion. In this film, a world of illusion created by the architect, a character most definitely patterned after the demiurge of Gnostic philosophy. And that same being is also known as the Kal Naringen in Santmat, a false and jealous god who seeks to collect souls for himself and attempts to prevent them from leaving prevents them from returning to the true heaven above, the true eternal home of souls. The Kalner engine or the Demiurge does this through a variety of tricks in these lower realms of illusion. The Eastern term Kalner engine means Lord of Time and also can mean Lord of Death as well as Lord of Illusion. The call is also a metaphor for the universal mind. One might say the collective ego of the cosmos. A kind of false god, but also a collective of false selves, if you will. A variety of negative thought beliefs are used to prevent souls from success in meditation and the spiritual quest. The fall of Kal, as described in the Anurag Sagar, another text, part of the Ocean of Kabir, 
is one of the most innovative explanations of the origin of evil I've ever found. One can easily see the drama of Kal being played out every day in the world, of self-limiting false beliefs about why it is impossible to meditate today, why it is impossible for me to be enlightened, why it is impossible for me to taste something of heaven now. The mind of many come to believe, the minds of many succumb to the belief system that woe, woe, woe is me. What a prison of thought this is. If only, if only, if only we could change our minds. We would be free and step out of this mental cage of false beliefs of our own making. The mind has the potential to be infected with many possible mental call viruses. There is the fallacy of overreacting. So much to fear. A crazy guru, a crazy cult makes the news headlines and in the minds of many, all paths are given a bad name. And this overall has the effect of reinforcing the ego's desire to remain asleep. There's the case of the crazy cult in the news, so therefore spiritual seeking is forever canceled? An abusive dentist has been found out somewhere, so therefore no more trips to the dentists ever during this lifetime? That makes no sense. That seems a bit bizarre. An overreaction, to say the least. But I see this sort of thinking all the time online via some message boards. If one teacher comes up short, if one teacher turns out to be a fraud, is missing the mark, some come to the conclusion that it's best to, get, to discontinue all spiritual seeking, period. Full stop, they say. The fallacy that there is not enough time is always with us. One believes one does not have enough time to meditate and, of course, never chooses to make enough time. The fallacy of fear, fear of the light, fear of within, fear everywhere, fear of the unknown. Plato once said, we can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. During a sermon, a TV evangelist says meditation is evil. Satan will get you. Don't read Psalm 46, verse 10. Don't be still and know that God is God. Don't spend time in the silence. And don't study the mystics. They are all heretics. Be ruled by fear. Darkness is more powerful than the light, at least around here. And within is a place where God is not. They teach that meditation provides an opening for the powers of evil to enter. Actually, meditation provides an opportunity for the powers of darkness or false beliefs to make an exit. 
The fallacy of spiritual attainment without really attaining much. Welcome to the Matrix. Religion Department. Talk about leaving the Matrix can also be part of the illusion of the Matrix itself. Yet another false program running in the simulation. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Hotel California. I should talk about the illusory escape from the village. There once was this old British TV series with a cult following called The Prisoner. You know, number six, I am not a number, I am a free man. That guy. The Truman Show and other films took much inspiration from the Prisoner series from the late 60s. There once was an episode about number six believing he was finding an opportunity to escape from the village on this remote island. But this escape from the village was yet another mind game. Like everything else playing out on this Orwellian island where the village was located. Yet another illusion planned in advance by the powers that be to mentally break those who are imprisoned there. Presenting the reality, or so it seemed, of escape, but without there ever really being any chance of escape whatsoever. Spiritual paths can be a version of this also. You've made it. You're enlightened now. You found the one true path. You're on the path now. You've got the universe figured out. All has been revealed. The prophecy is fulfilled. The scales have fallen from your eyes during these latter days. Congratulations. This too can be another illusion. Still very much within the prison of Maya. Still very much within the confines of the Matrix. Matrix Spirituality Department. Matrix Religion Department. Matrix Department of Philosophy. The fallacy of level confusion. The heavens quite often are portrayed as being physically up in the sky or on the earth and for some inside the earth. Many seek to bring an imagined God down here on earth to materialize God politically or externally and materially in this world of matter without. Instead of seeing the wisdom of souls choosing to spiritually ascend to where the real God actually is in spirit and in truth. This once was a heresy in the Western world called Gnosticism. Some wanted to build an earthly empire, but others wanted to ascend back to God in spirit, and they were branded as heretics once upon a time. Some of their writings have been found in Egypt in a place called Nag Hammadi. The ego seeks to create God after its own image and likeness instead of letting go and re-identifying 
with one's true self, the soul, and dissolving into the silence of contemplative meditation and oneness. People want to bring God to earth and end up with some form of idolatry or institution instead of ascending to God in spirit, for real, here and now. The universal mind is a false god of the cosmos. So much of religion is focused on intellectual understandings and material structures, correct theology, correct doctrine, beliefs in the mind of one sort or another, and always and ever limited to only being that. No spiritual experience of that which is talked about. There is also the concept of visiting God in physical temples or other external buildings of worship. And the replaying of rituals during countless holidays and holy days as the calendar of transmigration turns round and round and round again, decade after decade, century after century, using physical objects, icons, incense, bowing in various directions, the burning of lamps, and so on, can at best only symbolize spiritual truths for some small percentage of those going through the motions of taking part in such rituals. Coming up next, the wisdom of the mystics that have a very different take on religion, spirituality, seeking and finding. From the somewhat unseen and hidden mystical Druze tradition of the Middle East, we read, to seek God without perceiving means falling into the net of setting limits on what God is to us. This is what otherwise is known as the most original form of evil that is deeply embedded in the soul's method of seeing reality. Trying to make sense of that, my commentary. I believe what this is saying, and this is a rare passage from the, the Druze tradition, what I just shared. I think what it's saying is, do not have a limited approach to God and perceiving reality. Do not limit God by bringing God down to our edemic or physical level of existence. God, by definition, is limitless, formless, infinite, timeless, beyond our comprehension altogether, really, right? Transcendent. Therefore, to approach the Supreme Being not with open-mindedness, awe, wonder, curiosity, childlike curiosity and flexibility about experiencing a new reality in whole new ways, quite differently from the familiar earthly existence with the five senses, or as anticipated by our belief systems, 
we just end up filtering these divine unknowns over our horizons through our limited temporal bias and therefore we do not benefit. Conventional religions have it backwards for the most part. Rather than building minuscule temples of wood and stone, of brick and mortar, for the supreme being to squeeze into in an attempt to bring heaven down to earth, it is we that need to go there. The soul must ascend and go to the divine level to transcend temporal existence and limited perceptions via another kind of consciousness, another kind of seeing and hearing. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but not quite yet. In other words, even amongst the religious and the spiritual, the ego and perception of the material world of the five senses is so overwhelming that generally most cannot conceive of what it is like to take a break from these senses, the relentless flow of outwardly focused sense perceptions and beliefs about things in the mind, constantly churning. To stop being engrossed in one's own thoughts, thinking, beliefs, and sense impressions for a while. And to close one's eyes and stop looking in the outward direction for a change. We are so habituated by the five senses and our thoughts that we cannot conceive of stopping those things even for a moment. Shabbat, Sabbath, rest from creation in order to know the Creator. This is the true Sabbath rest and repose for the soul. This is the way out. The way out is within, as the saints have said. Meister Eckhart also once said, If the soul is to see God, then it must see no temporal thing. For as long as the soul is conscious of time or space or of an idea, it cannot know God. So yes, stillness. So yes, rising above body consciousness rising above the physical senses, rising above thoughts, taking a break from thoughts, including religious and spiritual thoughts for a while, rising above ideas, beliefs, theologies, earthly understandings. So yes, meditation is the way, is the door, is the portal to the heavens. The missing spiritual dimension. The devotee of the master has an internal focus. No need to wait for second and third comings. God never left. He is already here, within, in our midst, right now, in this living present moment. The human body is the true temple of the spirit. Thus, one closes their eyes and looks within, entering the door to the temple via the third eye center, also referred to as the single eye, the seat of the soul. In other words, we have the ability to see and hear spiritually. If we did but know it, we don't get much support to explore it. 
but there are spiritual masters that are sources of such support and encouragement and inspiration. Instead of allowing these abilities to remain dormant, unused, the devotee develops his or her ability to see and hear spiritually during meditation practice, as revealed in Sant Mat, the path of the masters. The Holy Grail is within us. Instead of being content with types and shadows, rituals that at best only demonstrate eternal truths, the mystic partakes of the divine nature each and every day during their meditation practice. They eat and drink God on a spiritual level by contemplating his divine light. Darkness is no longer dark to me. And becoming absorbed in the sounds of the heavens, the music of the spheres, the music the Holy Ghost creates, the song of the Creator playing softly beyond the silence. Living Gnosis now. A kingdom of the heavens already spread out before us, available to us right now. Sant Kripal Singh, the greatness of a master lies in the fact that when one meets him, he initiates him into the mysteries of the beyond and gives him first-hand experience of being born anew. First-hand experience of being born anew. And then by regular practice, the initiate may transcend into the beyond at will and enjoy the ineffable sweet symphonies of the word which no ears have heard and no eyes have seen on earth." Sant Kripal Singh from the book Spiritual Elixir, very much reminding me of the Gospel of Thomas saying 17. The master said to his living students at the time, I will give you what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no hand has touched, what has never occurred to the human mind. A true awakening and a real exiting from the matrix. Jnani Kabir the Gnostic, one with divine knowledge, once said, Listen, unjust one, I will cut down all the traps and release the souls. Here Guru Kabir is addressing the demiurge, the Kal Narijan, the false god of the lower planes, the keeper of the souls, the distractor, the great trickster, trying to keep us off-center and busy, too busy to meditate, too busy to care, too busy and distracted to look into the reason for being here. Kabir says to the call Naringen, Listen, unjust one, I will cut down all the traps and release the souls. By means of the Sat Shabda, I will destroy all the traps you have created. The soul who catches my Shabda, my sound current, will become free of all your traps. When the soul recognizes my Shabda, he will give up the illusion created by you and will rise above your creation. Making the souls understand the Satnam, the true name, and liberating them, I will take them back to the true realm, or Satlok. More from the Anurag Sagar. 
I will make the souls firm in the Shabda of the gracious forgiver, Sat Purush. Such souls will be Sahaj, pure and content. They will do the devotion of the soul, and they will be the abode of pure qualities. By doing the Simran of Sat Purush, they will sing the praise of the immovable Nam. I will send the souls to Satlok. Spreading the nectar of Nam, I will awaken the souls, O Dharam Rai, lawgiver, demiurge. Listen carefully. I will humble your arrogance. By doing the practice of devotion, they will get the passport, and I will connect them with the Nam of Sat Purush. The negative power can't come near such a soul, and he will bow down to them when he sees their union with Sat Purush, a term for the Supreme Being in the Anurag Sagar. Those are verses from the Anurag Sagar, The Ocean of Love, one of several volumes from once again the Kabir Sagar, The Ocean of Kabir, a Guru Granth-sized scripture read by some in India. Baba Ram Singh on the repetition of sacred names of God, a practice, a spiritual technique known as Simran, also on meditation practice, to overcome the thoughts of the mind, transcend beyond body consciousness, and become free as a bird, a traveler of the spiritual planes, the heavens, by way of divine love, light, and sound. Baba Ram Singh, when we do the repetition at the place where the mind is, the mind does not get an opportunity to run around. The mind does not get an opportunity to run around. And therefore, it settles down at the third eye, center, and focuses. Kabir Sahib has said, We move the rosary in our hand and do our repetition, and people also do repetition by their tongue. But the mind, when such kind of repetition is being done, the mind is running in all the four directions. So Kabir says, That is not Simran. That is not true remembrance. True Simran is when the mind is doing that repetition and is not wandering elsewhere. So your thoughts should be aligned with the mind and together that Simran should be done by the mind. When the mind stills because of the Simran, it starts cleansing itself, it starts becoming pure. But when it stops doing that Simran, then again the load of karmas comes. We have to always be conscious and be attentive to where the mind is, whether the mind is doing Simran when we are sitting for our meditation, or whether it is wandering around. So we should be attentive and see what the mind is doing. If we observe that the mind is wandering or swayed by some thought, we have to bring the mind back and make it do the Simran. So again it wanders off. Again you have to pay attention. Bring it back. 
do the repetition. Gradually, the way the mind will get habituated. Gradually, that way the mind will get habituated and it will start doing the Simran on its own automatically. Saints say, you have to be resolved in the practice. You have to be attentive and you have to be brave. Kabir says, when you do your meditation, even if your mind is not sublime, it is not refined. But continuously practicing and continuously doing Simran, it will automatically get refined and will get cleansed and it will become sublime. So the Simran is very powerful and it has the power of cleansing the mind. As we keep on doing our Simran, it keeps cleansing the mind and the mind becomes more and more refined. Once the mind becomes sublime, it comes to a standstill. And that is when the withdrawal from the attention of the soul starts happening and we withdraw from our body and the nine doors of the senses and come to the tenth door. Once the focus comes to the eye center, with the grace of the master, the sound current is manifested. Not only this life, but of scores of other previous lives, all the karmas that have been built up, they all get redeemed, and the mind becomes pure like glass. And when it becomes pure like glass and transparent like the glass, it realizes that it is not the body or the senses, which it has so long been associated that it is different and it belongs elsewhere. The mind realizes that it belongs to the Brahm and not this current world and it starts making an effort to rise and go further within. It helps the soul also to go further within towards God Almighty. And that very mind which is an enemy of the soul for doing its meditation, that same mind becomes its best friend and helps the soul to go within. This same mind, when it is burdened with its karmas and it is impure, it does not allow the soul to focus and keeps it deluded. It keeps the soul deluded and keeps pulling the soul outward. But when the same mind becomes pure, with Simran, it becomes transparent. It becomes the best friend of the soul and helps the soul to go within. So to make our minds pure, we have to make that habit of doing our Simran. And the more and more Simran we do, the more and more we will be able to make the mind pure. Initially, we have to be consciously making that effort and keep on reminding ourselves to do Simran. But gradually, this becomes a habit we should listen to our masters and follow their instructions. We should also care about our soul and make this effort of going within, sitting for meditations every day and listening to the satsangs every day. That was excerpted from a Sant Mat satsang discourse, a spiritual discourse by Baba Ram Singh. From a meditation talk, held on January 4th, 2022, titled True Simran is when the mind is doing the repetition and is not wandering elsewhere. 
an amazing satsang discourse. At some point, we realize we are not the body. I am not the body. I am not the mind. I am soul. I have a mind. I have a body. But I am soul. I am a spiritual being. And one realizes that. So the mind is doing the Simran and the real you you, you find yourself above. You find yourself beyond body consciousness and beyond the mind. The mind is down there doing the Simran and you're, you're in the spiritual realms. You have risen above body consciousness and have ascended beyond mind. Wrapping up today's Satsang podcast, a bhajan of Sant Dadu Dayal. Do the repetition of God and forget him not. Fulfill the purpose of thy birth by practicing concentration. Be steadfast in the remembrance of God. Practice meditation with love and sing the glory of God. The human body is the door to salvation. Do the repetitions of God, the creator of the universe. So long as the dread disease has not come, so long as death has not consumed thy body, so long as the sound has not been withdrawn, render thou the service of the Lord. People remember not God while the opportunity exists. When life is gone, none can remember. So long as one lives, he sleeps, but later on he repents. The servant is engaged in the service of the Lord. He alone attains who is wakeful. For the devoted disciple of the Master, darkness and delusion are dispelled. He reverts not and is well set on the path. See thoughtfully and understand, O mind. Thou shalt not find such an opportunity again. Having come to the world, it is up to thee to win or lose. I have explained to thee in so many ways. Again and again, saith Dadu, a bhajan of Sant Dadu Dayal of Rajasthan from a beautiful book from India called Encyclopedia of Saints of India Volume 25 Sant Dadu Dayal